Welcome to Hostel Homies, a podcast focused on the best parts of backpacker culture. I'm your host, Joe Glasgow. Each week I sit down with a new guest, ranging from the people I meet while I'm abroad to professionals who work in the travel industry. Listen along as they share hilarious and inspiring travel stories, unparalleled recommendations on where to go, and tips for seeing the world on a budget. For Hostel Homies, it's all about the journey, the destination, and the people you meet along the way. Hello, Hostel Homies. This episode is brought to you by The Hostel Group. Visit thehostelgroup.com and support hostels by booking direct. All right, Hostel Homies. Cheech is back. (laughs) We got got him back on the podcast, back by popular demand. We delved deep last time. Dove deep into your Euro travels. This time you uh, you went to Africa, and yep. this was a this was a different type of trip. You know, Europe seemed to be more about the party party lifestyle. It was getting over a girl. Africa <laughs> definitely seemed more about you know getting into the culture out there and uh, finding yourself even. Yeah, it really was. It was two life changing trips mm-hmm. for different reasons. Yeah. Uh, it was, you know, Europe was an awesome time. I found out I had a great passion for travel. And Africa, you know, this trip was was just amazing. I mean, the people I met, it was just incredible. And I think the way that changed my life would be to be really grateful for what we have. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it gave you a great outlook on, um, on Africa itself. Because the most things you hear about in the news are the negative things about Africa. Sure. So a lot of people have these preconceived notions and I tried to go with, I, I mean I did, I went with a really open mind and man those preconceived notions couldn't be more wrong. I mm-hmm. mean the people were so genuine and I, uh, you know, that was that was one thing that really uh, stood out for me for this trip. Just to go back a little bit, can you walk us through how you got to take the trip out there? What was your connection to Africa before? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty wild. So I have a cousin that, uh, that's been doing aid work over in Africa for about, I think, four, 15 years, 16 mm-hmm. years, something like that. And uh, he just got married uh, and had a baby. He got married to a Ugandan woman mm-hmm. and had a baby. So they are now living in uh, Kampala, Uganda, which is the capital. And he made it over to the States this summer. And so we had him over, you know, like for dinner, maybe a couple nights before he was heading back to mm-hmm. Africa with his wife and their baby. And so he just said, you know, hey, like we're looking at moving back to the States within the next six months to a year. Mm-hmm. And I've always had a close relationship with him. So he was like, you know, if you want to come visit, it's like, you know, now or never. And now's the time. And yeah. so mm-hmm. he kind of just was like, well, why don't you come over? It's like. <laughs> You, 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 Come that, yeah, on short notice like that. Yeah. We had him over maybe on like a Wednesday for dinner. Um, the next day I called the clinic mm-hmm. and uh, there were some vaccines uh, that your vaccinations that you had to get. Sure. Um, so I yellow I call, fever. Yellow fever like was yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Malaria was another, but yellow fever is mandatory to get okay. into uh, Uganda. So I made sure that they had it in stock and uh, they did. So I went and got the shot. Went over to his place and we booked a flight, and that was so that was Thursday. I left on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> it really, uh, it really was in line with my previous, uh, you know, international trips. <laughs> yeah, that's on it. a whim. Yeah, exactly. Always on a whim. I, I love it because some people, you know, spend months planning right. their trips to like the UK, right? Yeah, you know, right, somewhere right. close. But you're like Africa, cool. I'll go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it was, uh, it was just amazing how it all came together so quickly. <laughs> I really didn't have any idea of what, what to bring or whatever. So I was constantly back and forth emails to my cousin, you know, what, what am I going to need this and that? Mm -hmm. And, uh, it really all came together like so quickly and so last minute that like on the way to the airport, I had to stop at CVS and like get passport photos retaken. <laughs> I, uh, I definitely waited till the last minute, uh, but I, I didn't know what to bring. So yeah, sure. uh, it was, but it was amazing how it all came together. Well, you told me about it a little bit, and I, I asked you specifically to save some of the stories for yeah, this, so I'm yeah. very excited to hear the stories, but from what it sounded like, having that connection, having your cousin out there yeah. was very helpful as far as, you know, at least starting out traveling. For sure. So I went over for about five weeks. It was really nice because it is such a different culture. I mean, you, it's it's really uh, something that I'd never experienced before. So I having him in Kampala was kind of like you a home base. Mm -hmm. And I felt it just, you know, so welcome when I got there and, and really made me feel comfortable. And he's, by living there for so long, he gave me some great recommendations or kind of goes back to the hostile homies way of like, you know, traveling on a budget. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people have done Africa, you know, you know, maybe not everyone, but a lot of people have done, but they do it in, you know, the five-star resort way. Sure. And my cousin is, you know, he, he when, when he's home, he's going to thrift stores like I am. Mm. Uh, you know, he's always looking for a good bargain. So yeah. it, he was an awesome host and was able to give me great recommendations and, you know, still stay, uh, you know, under budget, which was pretty sweet. That's excellent. Yeah. I know you mentioned you said you felt very comfortable when you got there. Was there still some sort of culture shock or a sense of culture shock. Yeah, yeah, well, there was. I mean, it was uh, right when I got there. I mean, on the ride home from uh, from the airport, the density, mm -hmm. I mean, just people, so many people everywhere. Yeah. And uh, so that was that was pretty, pretty amazing. I uh, I'd never been in a country really where I was a minority. Mm -hmm. That just means that I, I, I've gone to a culture that is so foreign to my own. And I was really excited to experience that. Yeah, I wasn't seeing a familiar face or, you know, in Europe, I when I got there, you know, I would meet some people and then, you know, three, three or four cities later, you know, a week and a half later, you ran into them again. Yes. You're bumping right. into the people you met at the hostels. Right. Or at bars right. And whatnot, so it was so. kind of cool. Like I had the familiar face in my family, mm -hmm. but like I was not going to run into someone that I knew, yeah. which yeah. was awesome. So I, I really was able to kind of dive deep into the culture mm -hmm. and into the experience and just enjoy every minute I was there. What did the first day look like out in Africa? Uh, so the, the the flight was wild. I yeah, mean, yeah. I, I flew I flew from Chicago to Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. uh, that was fourteen hours, oh, and that was, was that the longest flight you've been on. Yeah, that was yeah. for sure. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was really incredible. Um, you know, they, they kept you well fed and, you know, well hydrated. I, I think, you know, I might have had like 12 or 13 beers on the way over. Uh, yeah, I ended up having to switch seats. I was in the window seat, which is awesome for a long flight because you just kind of have something to lean up against. Mm -hmm. 
So that was pretty sweet. But, uh, you know, once the beer started flowing, I, 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 uh, I kept bothering the people next to me and I had to, uh, you know, see if the woman on the aisle would like to switch seats with me. And she was more than happy. I think I really pissed her off. Uh, <laughs> she was like, yeah, you fucking, yeah. <laughs> you need to be the one sitting near the toilet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but so then from there I flew into Entebbe, which is the airport, uh, outside of, uh, outside of Kampala and, uh, got picked up by this really nice guy. He drove me into Africa. I had a few beers with my cousin that night and just mm-hmm. kind of visited. And it was all, we had a great dinner. Um, and then the next day kind of woke up a little groggy, mm-hmm. you know, a little jet lag. But I, it, I, I kind of going back to, you know, my time in Europe is like, I was too, there was too much to see for me to be tired. The excitement was kind of outweighing. Yeah, the yeah. So sure. I, you know, I was up, at, I think we were up till uh, 6.30 in the morning because <laughs> uh, my cousin had to leave for work at like 7.30. <laughs> Went up, had a shower and, and took off. So I kind of did this trip in like five different parts because mm-hmm. I, I did a lot of uh, excursions. So the first four days I was there was just kind of getting my bearings. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. I went to... Uh, Kibali, which was for the chimps, mm-hmm. then to Jinja, where I did the whitewater rafting on the Nile, yep. and then to Rwanda, mm-hmm. and then to Murchison Falls, which was like the game drive. So the first day, I mean, the first thing, I walk out of the house, and everyone uses bodas as transportation. And mm-hmm. Bodas are just guys with motorcycles, and they are wild. I and mean, you, it's, it's not like a tuk-tuk. We were talking about this, because tuk-tuks... Are you know have that extra addition to it to where you you sit in the back? This is your sitting on the back of the guys. Oh yeah, 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 like right, I- exactly. So that was, and I'd never been on a motorcycle before. Oh, really? so you got it, yeah. <laughs> so you know, I walk out to the main street and I took a boda into uh, into like the city center, and um, I mean it's just wild. The term organized chaos is you know giving it a little bit too much credit. It's like <laughs> it's just chaos it, it, from what I'm used to. Sure. You know, the first four days was just like getting acclimated, you mm-hmm. know, get, get my bearings. Um, after those first four days, I took a bus up to a smaller town called Fort Porto where I was going to go and uh, see chimpanzees mm-hmm. in the, their natural habitat. Yeah, and you went out like straight up into the jungle, yeah. I did, yeah. yeah. And uh, so that was another thing my cousin gave me, you know, some, uh, he said like, man, you know, you've never taken public transportation. Until you've taken a bus in Africa. (laughs) And he didn't really tell me why. He Uh just kind of like left it at that. So I was like, what the hell is going on? Mm -hmm. Like, what what should I expect? (laughs) He didn't really give me much information. So uh, I got to the bus station at like 3.30 in the morning. This was a five-hour bus ride. Mm -hmm. So I get there. I find my seat up front right behind the bus driver. Two rows, three seats on each side. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I sit down, there's a, right behind the bus driver, there's the guy in the window and he's wearing, you know, his military fatigues mm-hmm. and uh, he's got an AK-47 sitting right there on his Man. lap. Yeah, not, <laughs> yeah. What, not what you're used to, huh? Yeah, yeah. I guess that was another thing that I uh, really noticed is like a lot of guns, all the police, it's pretty, a little intimidating. Yeah, I would um, imagine so. Yeah, so I sit down and he's got the AK-47 on his, uh, kind of on his lap or resting on him. And uh, so I sit in the middle and, you know, do my pleasantries. Say, Howie, how are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, make sure that safety's on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Please don't point that out. Right, right. The bus is just about to take off and a woman gets on and she sits right next to me. She's got like two grocery bags and the grocery bags, they're in the grocery bags are two live chickens 
and you know bringing up the rear was a full-grown goat <laughs> on this bus like on a greyhound bus yeah yeah, sure. yeah. so uh you know these chickens were they were, were sitting under the under the bench the entire time the goat the goat just you know sat right in the aisle though the entire five <laughs> hours it was wild it was like it wasn't the goat's first bus ride no no yeah, yeah he was very comfortable <laughs> <laughs> he nodded at the security yeah guard, like, yeah and it What's was up? funny so i i was like all right this is probably what my cousin was uh, alluding to sure yeah and so we get to fort portal i'm at the bus station just kind of you know trying to find wi-fi and and you know see where i could stay or whatever and another bus pulls up and they let this bus out it freaking look like Noah's Ark. I mean, there was, there was like full grown, like cattle, uh, ch chickens everywhere. I'd be like chickens on a bus must be common because they, sure. there were so many goddamn chickens, uh, goats. I mean, really there, I think there were more animals than people. There's was, at least two of each. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know who bought their tickets. <laughs> I was like, well, thank God I wasn't on that bus. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so I get to Fort Portal and that's when I really met, I met, uh, three guys there where I just, we, we played pool. They took me out that night and like showed me a great time like around the town. Mm -hmm. And that was awesome. I still keep in touch with those guys today, which is so cool. From there, I went into Kibali National Forest, mm -hmm. which is it's just beautiful, but it's about 50 minutes outside the city. Sure. So I, you know, hailed down a, a boda and negotiate the price. And, uh, and that, that was a little weird because you negotiate the price and you're, you're constantly, they're, they're telling, you know, 20,000 shillings, which is seven bucks mm -hmm. or six bucks. And then you're saying, no, 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 10,000. And you like, eventually I, I think I paid like 12,000. Mm -hmm. So I, I drove a hard bargain, but, uh, <laughs> but then the weird part is then like, you, you think you'd be like pissing them off and then you like, then they have to drive you 50 minutes. Mm -hmm. But because it's such a part of the daily life, like a bargain doesn't piss someone off. They, it's like, well, it's just like doing business. Yeah, it's like not really that contentious. It's like people, yeah, you, they snap right back out of that yeah. and, and go back into the pleasantries. Right? Yeah, which is funny because then we like, you know, we, we, you know, he seemed really irritated. And then, you know, we, we get on the road and he's like, you know, pointing out. He's like, yeah, so uh, like, where are you from? And he's like pointing out like, oh, yeah, and this is how they make bricks. And this is, these are rice fields. I'm like, wow, this guy is really nice. <laughs> like, I, 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 I thought he was not going to be too happy with sure. uh, the deal that I got. Mr. 12,000. Right, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, no, he was cool. So he drove me into the park and uh, I was there specifically to see chimps in, the in their natural habitat. Mm -hmm. And that was awesome. So there were certain things that I really, uh, you know, kind of splurged on. And that was one of them. I stayed in like a, a banda, which is a pretty a round mud hut. Mm -hmm. I didn't have electricity or running water. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was like a real adjustment because at my cousin's place, it was beautiful. I mean, had a, a shower, hot water whenever I needed it. Mm -hmm. But this was an adjustment. I, I just fell in love with like the simplicity. You know, I didn't stay up on my phone all night. I actually like, I read a book like near by candlelight. Oh like, man. Yeah, it was wild. <laughs> That's dude. incredible. It really was. Uh, so we went and saw the chimps and they, they give you like a briefing of like, mm -hmm. you know, certain things like, you know, don't, uh, don't feed them. Don't bring any garbage in because it, it disrupts the environment. And also don't mimic them because they, I guess they, they had a guy that uh, started like mimicking the chimps mm -hmm. and he almost got the shit kicked out of them. <laughs> <laughs> <By> chimps, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, don't fucking do that. Yeah, yeah. He must have really uh, said some offensive things about someone's mother or something. <laughs> 
Um, so how close are you getting to these? That was the crazy thing. I thought we were just going to kind of uh, like, you know, point out like 50 yards away. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got so close that you could almost reach out and touch them. And you're taking pictures and they're just incredible. The way they interact with each other mm-hmm. and the way they, uh, you know, carry their young. And we actually, uh, we, we got in a little bit of a scare where we were taking pictures of this mother chimpanzee while she, she just kind of stopped on the track, on the, the, the route that we were on and just kind of was looking around. So everyone kind of spreads out and creates like a half circle, which was dumb. Mm-hmm. And we, we're all taking pictures and our UWA guard, well, these guys were awesome. They 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 carried the, an AK forty seven and just like make sure you're, you know, doing what you're supposed to be doing and sure. like nothing gets out of hand. But she's like, all right, we should probably go. All of a sudden, the trees are shaking, and this dominant male chimp comes flying down this tree, just runs right past uh, this girl who is in my group and me. And like swipes up against her, she like put, kind of falls into me and pushes me like over, and then he runs over to a tree and just starts beating the shit out of this tree, and it's like echoing throughout the whole forest, and it's to show that he like he's really dominant. Yeah, and we yeah. were getting too close to uh, to his his woman or whatever. Oh my yeah. gosh! <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> It was so crazy. You could tell that the uh, the guard or sorry the guide was starting to get a little bit. Yeah, uh, she was like, "Well, we should probably step back." But yeah, it, you know, which I totally understand. But I also understand where all of like us were coming from because we had never seen something like that. Sure. And it was just so like jaw dropping. Yeah, no kidding. But yeah, we we probably that was a little too close for comfort. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you know, it could have gotten dangerous, but that's amazing that you got to see that too. Just the, the whole male chimp showing the, uh, his alpha. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. That was wild. And so did you stay out there for a while? Were you, were you out there for a few days or was it just to go see the chimps in that? that it day? was pretty much to go see the chimps. I was there for mm-hmm. three days. So I had one day free where I wasn't seeing the chimps. I did like a, a walking tour of uh, the, these crater lakes, and that mm-hmm. was just, they, they were beautiful. Yeah. Volcanic lakes. Um, I did this tour, but I was the only guy on the tour. So, mm-hmm. like, I had a guide to myself, and we just, I mean, we, we hiked through these crater lakes, and they were just beautiful. Went for a swim a couple times. Cool. Like, yeah, it was awesome. I, I took a bus out the next day back to uh, to Kampala. And you had another interesting bus experience on this one. I did. Yeah, yeah I did. I uh, The first time I was there, I sat in the front of the bus, and I was mm-hmm. told to sit in the front of the bus because the you know the roads in Africa just, or in Uganda were just horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's potholes everywhere. They have uh, speed bumps, but they didn't have like you know a, a engineer put them in. It's just mm-hmm. like they found some guy who had like some extra concrete and just like put up a big bump in the middle of the road. So they're, I mean, you you really get up your off your seat when these buses are moving. You'll 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 like pop up off your seat because you're hitting them so. Especially uh, if you're in the back. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I would, but I didn't know that. So I, you know, I, I was told sit in the front, but that's where the animals were mm-hmm. on the on my bus ride there. So yeah. I was like, man. I'm gonna, you know, test fate a little bit and go go to the back of the bus. <laughs> you thought maybe your cousin was messing with you. Yeah, yeah. Sit in the, the animal section. Right, right, right. So I go to the back of the bus and I'm on the aisle seat and I'm so far so good. No, uh, no goats, no, mm-hmm. no cows, no chickens, whatever. And again, it's like the last. Seems like the last guy that gets on the mm-hmm. bus. It's right behind me and he's got four bags, four grocery bags, like plastic grocery bags. 
And all of a sudden, I see the bags moving. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> so he sits right behind me. He's got four chickens. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, but like, I, so it wasn't like, I wasn't like, yeah. I love, I love this. This is the one story I've heard, so I was like, uh huh, but like, that is so out of nowhere. Yeah, it's just it's wild. Be, he had four chickens in his grocery bag. Right, but it was kind of funny. Like, I was, I was like, well, all right, that's four chickens. Like, yeah. seen that before. Right. No, no big deal. But so this guy didn't have his chickens like tied up or however they do it. So every time we hit a fucking bump or like a pothole, these chickens, Boom, out of the bag and just running down the aisle. And so I I was like, what the hell is going on? I felt like I was like on a, a, a prank show. Or yeah, something. no kidding. This is a long bus Five ride. Five hour right? bus yeah. ride. Yeah, yeah. So uh, every time this chick, we hit a bump, chickens, boom. Up yep. and just running down the aisle. So, so I'm the only, the only. Uh, they called me the Muzungu, uh-huh. which Muzungu means like, you know, white person or, or traveler visitor. It's not a derogatory term. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just like they know you're not from there, mm-hmm. so that's how they can address you. But until they know your name, right? So everyone, you know, I'm the only Mizungu on the bus, and uh, they. So the guy behind me is like, hey, Mizungu, Mizungu. I'm like, uh, obviously he's talking to me. So I look back. He's like, uh, can you catch? Me? Can you grab my chicken? I was like, uh, what? You want me to grab your chicken? It's like, yeah, yeah, please, please. It's like, uh, all right. So I'm like leaning over the aisle. The chicken's like right down there, kind of looking at me. So I go to grab it and freaks out. Like just starts <laughs> flapping and like just freaks out. So I, and I like kind of yelp, like, whoa, all right. And everyone at that point, everyone on the bus is looking at me and just pissing themselves laughing. <laughs> Like, this guy's not caught a chicken before. Yeah, yeah, so... Uh, Did he tell you how to catch the chicken? No, 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 he just yeah. just, just uh, let me try, you know, <laughs> he let me, uh, you know, struggle there. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I think that was probably funnier for them. <laughs> <laughs> but so, uh, but, but, you know, the best part about it was uh, we hit so many god darn bumps that, uh, that way home <laughs> that, like... I am a pro at catching chickens yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. you, got, you got it down, right? Yeah, man. You ever you ever uh, need a, need someone to like your chicken gets loose or whatever? <laughs> I'm your man. I'll catch it. Cheech is your guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when, I, when you did catch them, I'm, I'm assuming you, it's around their neck, right? Yeah, you, know, you just you just place. grab it. It's like it's like a fish. Mm-hmm. Like when you when you when you hold it by its lip, like when you catch it, you just you you can't be scared and you just grab it. Yeah, and. Yeah, so like there were times where you know the, the chicken hit a bump, boom, chicken's out running down the aisle. So I gotta go, I grab it, and then I'm just kind of like nonchalantly like handing it over the Towards seat. The end, yeah. you're like trying to read your book, like yeah, here's just your like, chicken. Yeah, it's like, can, can, man, can you uh, can you tie this thing up or something? Like this is getting old. Man, that's so awesome. that was back into uh, into Kampala and you know back where my cousin lived. Mm-hmm. And so from there, how, how many days did you spend in Kampala and which other areas in Uganda did you go to after so that? So I think that was like I spent maybe two nights there again. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we went up to Jinja. And we did this as like a family. So it was my cousin, Ned, his wife, Gloria, uh, their son, Lenny, and the new baby, Uziah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we, all, we did this like family road trip. Up to Jinja, which was only about two hours away, but Jinja is right on the banks of the of Lake Victoria, and it's actually the source of the Nile. So we went up there, uh, got an Airbnb because we had the whole family, mm-hmm. and uh, 
I I went whitewater rafting down the Nile. What was uh was it set up with like a tour guide and everything like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, right there in the beginning of the of the uh, Nile, there were like. I think we did, you know, 11 rapids. Mm -hmm. Most of them are grade five, which was awesome. But you go through a tour company and like they give you like a briefing and you, you know, give you some instruction, but you're kind of just like you sit in this boat and you you paddle. And it was an eight hour rafting trip, which was pretty intense. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it was amazing. And I think the best part about it, I mean, the rapids are awesome and so fun. And, you know, you get tossed from the boat and you just kind of like lay on your back and wait till the rapid ends and they'll come get you. Um, But the coolest part was we had like, you know, from the first set of rapids to the next set, we had like an hour of Mm -hmm. just drifting down the Nile. The group that you're going down with, is this your family? Is this anyone else? No. So my cousin didn't do it. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, it was just me. He said, you know, he, as much as he wanted to, he's like, you know, I got a, I got a four month old that like, I got to be kind of responsible. (laughs) I was like, well, or lame, like (laughs) call it what you want. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, we, uh, yeah, we, he takes me to the place where we like the meetup point and we get a breakfast and a briefing there and I'm looking around and I'm like the only one pounding beers at, you know, seven thirty in the morning. <laughs> I was like, I thought this was like rafting. Like, you know, I've been cabrewing before yeah. and cabrewing is like, you bring a case and you got to finish it before the time you get to, uh, to the end point. Right. And I was like, yeah, that's probably the same thing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm just, you know, pounding beers seven thirty with like, uh, you know, my fruit and cereal in the morning. Nice. Was, yeah. And so I'm looking around, no one's doing that. I'm like, well, whatever. So, I brought a couple beers in my backpack. I'm drinking them on the bus on the way into, uh, into you know, down to the river. And so we get there and they, they split us up into groups. And I was a single, so I just kind of met, got uh, paired up with a group of five. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really knew that I probably fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> because the people that I got paired with, it was like, you know, five missionaries uh from like the uk and they were down there you know doing great work Mm -hmm. but like they were they were not into uh you know having beers before you uh go down the rapids (laughs) uh, is this like a a christian group yeah yeah christian missionaries yeah (laughs) so that was uh that was pretty fun but like the rapids were awesome um you know but the coolest part about it probably was just floating down the nile and like really realizing what i'm doing it just like it kind of like finally hit me like man i'm going down like the most historic river in the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, and so we had about an hour in between the first rapid to the second. So just kind of like rolled out of the boat and laid on my back. And I floated down the Nile for like 45 minutes, just laying on my back, look, looking up at these banks that are like two, 300 feet above me. And it was just like oh, wow. the most like just serene thing I've ever uh, been a part of. Yeah. What else are you seeing? Are you seeing different animals along the way down? Yeah. Not necessarily, you know, I mean, it's very safe, like mm-hmm. no crocs or anything. I mean, mm-hmm. there are in the, in the Nile, but not that, not at that part. Okay. Uh, or so I was told, mm-hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you're seeing like a lot of, you know, farm animals. Um, you're seeing like some beautiful birds, we did see like an otter, which was really like a river otter. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, not not uh, you know nothing nothing dangerous. But it was just like beautiful. 
Man, that's incredible. Yeah. Especially getting to float down your back and, uh, yeah, like, you know, get out of the, the missionary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't fit in very well with them. I don't know why. <laughs> they're And they're praying your shotgun and a beer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So after this, are you meeting back up with the meeting back up with the family? Yep, met back up with the family. Um, they love going to Ginger because it's a very quiet town, and Kampala is just very, I mean, like like Manhattan, just crazy noisy, mm -hmm. and you know, it's it's just wild. So getting to Ginger is like a good escape for them. Mm -hmm. And they have a favorite restaurant there, so we went there and you know had some unbelievable food, and. Uh, they so then we you know stayed the, that night and left the next day to go back to Uganda and it was a quick turnaround because like I got back on like Sunday mm -hmm. and I left uh, you know at 6:30 the next morning to go to Rwanda for a week 